0: Uh, Just a quick uh, break from tradition this week. We're going to have a quick disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that we don't usually do. Uh, And that's because uh, this one deals with a slightly more controversial genre than most yet. Uh, And I know uh, the metal community has obviously a huge, really passionate fan base. Uh, Being that I've been part of that community as well myself, I just want to make sure you know before this episode starts, I'm not a trained scholar on this, these these shows serve as an entry point. They're usually my experience looking into it. Um, so, you know, don't go too crazy in the comments if I brush over maybe an artist you'd like to have heard. I thought it was a good point just to address that now on this episode more than ever because it's a two-parter and it probably is my favourite of the season. Um, and I just thought I'd just throw it out there. Uh, I'm not trying to be too disingenuous. I do do a lot of research uh, and I do really try and thoroughly look into what I'm what I'm doing uh, and what I'm talking about so it's kind of a mixture of historical comparisons I have drawn uh, myself through the experience uh, maybe rightly or wrongly in some regards uh, so it serves as almost there is going to be personal bias in this and whatnot but yeah I thought I'd just throw that out there Uh, this one is a two-parter and on the first part of the episode we are going to focus on the history that leads to the inception of black metal or at least the way I see it and then on the second half we're going to delve into more of the actual straightforward musical history so this episode is going to be a little bit different to the usual format and next week's episode we'll be back to kind of the normal format that you're used to thank you and enjoy To understand some of the key concepts of black metal, let's go back to the early 1800s to the philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer. All truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. This is the expedition to This is a famous quote by Schopenhauer, a statement that can be applied to art fashion, and cultural trends, which I believe sums up the media treatment of black metal or metal in general for that matter. This media treatment is also reflected in hip-hop and punk music in more modern times, as well as video games, new fashion trends, etc. In fact, I will be delving into some of the parallels between hip-hop and black metal later in the episode. But Arthur Schopenhauer's ideals are not of a single quote. Uh, He's often been described as gloomy and comedic in approach to a lot of subjects. I feel he's definitely sunk his way into black metal's lyrical themes, as well as a lot of modern alternative hip-hop. One key aspect and idea from his work was the will to live. My general taking from looking more into this was that this urge is essentially the reason behind the desire for children, uh, marriage, fame, and wealth, as well as you know a myriad of other kind of human goals or behavioral patterns. Uh, the thing that Schopenhauer felt made us more pitiful than animals was that we were self-aware and thus more unhappy. That the idea of marriage and children, for instance, is highly illogical and time-consuming it costs money, you have to compromise with your life, you have to share a space that would otherwise be yours, but we still want it. Generally speaking, the majority of people kind of do want that in their life. Not that this makes those endeavors less valuable, but on a grand scale, they are utterly pointless tasks. He derived two solutions to escape this will to live. One was a sage-like existence, in his case, Buddhism, in particular, focused on meditation, giving up a lot of possessions and overriding your desires for these ideals. A very tough task, and not for the many, he argued. And in fact, he had been credited for introducing ideas of Buddhism to the West. Which is quite funny when you think of him being known as this dark, gloomy, gothic nihilist. And he actually was at least arguably part of the movement of Buddhism in the West. And the alternative to this sage-like existence was a solace through art. When you look at the seemingly nihilistic, and in a lot of cases, satanic lyrics in black metal, you could argue by some of the lyrics' standards, what's the point in bothering to buy an instrument, learn it, connect with some friends, start a band, pay for rehearsal space, and find an audience? What's the fucking point? It doesn't fucking matter, right? Wrong. The will to live. I would argue to say that a lot of extreme metal as a whole is actually fairly positive, and is wrapped in a veil of frustration and loud noise. And at its best, it's a call to other people who feel the same way, to try and club together and do away with these ideas. But ironically enough, the will to live, as Schopenhauer put it, is the urge behind the drive to be in a band in the first place. I feel the nihilism is a rejection of what is perceived to be the pitfalls of the human condition. Greed, lust, fame, selfishness, And a lot of counterculture and music is taking option two of Schopenhauer's proposed answers, solace through art. Sure, there is dark moments and definitely ugly moments in black metal's history, the burning of churches, for instance. But that to me seems more of a rejection of global religion that would be perceived to judge all people to a standard they do not ask to be ranked on. And also frustration at the corruption in global religions. Not that, for the record, I'm excusing these actions by any means. It's just interesting to try and understand where maybe the more extreme side of this uh, comes from. I think that's the same in any movement. Just to talk offhand for a second here is, you know, if you look at movements like a movement I agree with, like uh, Black Lives Matter, you'll still have that tiny 2% of people that might smash a window uh, with a religion like Islam or a religion like Christianity. You're always going to get a tiny sector of extremists. and I don't think uh, black metal is any different from that bear in mind this is my personal take on the history uh, this is my take on the music but if if you look at the neo-nazi movement within the black metal community it was largely rejected much like the neo-nazi movement in punk music which was answered with this <laughs> This is personal conjecture and it's completely up for rebuttal, so do not take this as fact of the genre, but I would go as far as to say that some of the modern versions of Satanism in musical circles is actually a vessel for some of Schopenhauer's and later on Nietzsche's ideas. Uh, for instance, if you listen to Gorgorov's Gaal in this interview...
1: What the fall of the false gods will, will do, basically, it's... <laughs> you will uh, be allowed to, to focus on the god within yourself because that's the only true God, the God within everything. That's the only uh, only thing that uh, for me is is worth calling God. It is the highest spirit of everything and not this uh, control freak that's uh, telling you to you are not supposed to do this, you are not supposed to do this. You are, uh, you are only supposed to bow down and kneel before what I say. Don't think it's more than anything else. It's God is within man, God is within nature and nature will always grow. That's the force of all life, is to grow. As long as nature is not allowed to rule by the laws of nature, there will always be king and there will always be slave.
0: It could almost read like a self-help book. And in fact, a lot of the themes he's talking about in the the whole documentary where he talks a lot about thinking for yourself and connecting with nature, you could take a number of quotes from that film and you could put them on a black and white picture with a flower on it and middle-aged mums all over middle America would be sharing on their Instagrams. And given that he has a reputation as one of the hardest, scariest people in the genre, and not without reason, he has a very coloured history.
1: The more recent case that he just got out of prison for was something similar. He was attacked, he beat this guy, held him down for a number of hours, I think tied him up uh, while slapping him, supposedly squeezing his balls, uh, singing him (laughs) pretty Norwegian lullabies while collecting his blood into a cup. The courts tried to say that he drank the guy's blood or he forced the guy to drink his own blood, but Gaul claims it was just to prevent it from getting on his carpet. All of them have been acknowledged as self-defense, actually, so, and, uh, but that I've uh, crossed borders. I don't level
0: with any of that myself.
1: You're, I don't think you're focusing on what's being told.
0: But bear in mind, this is my experience as a genre. You uh, not pleasant, low lives. Oh. Ironically enough, there's a lot of parallels in his ideas to the ideals of practicing Buddhism, not to be consumed with the religion, but the practices of the meditation and the sense of self, that part of it in particular. This is where one of the parallels to a lot of rap music starts. Both have been made as boogeymen in the media. Both of them have been scapegoated and fearmongered, but for initially understandable reasons, to later be accepted in hip-hop's case by mainstream culture and in black metal's case, it's at least not to be at the forefront of the controversy it used to be and now has a lot wider of a spectrum in terms of its audience and and even has a larger room for parody and humor to juxtapose its dark reputation no no there will be no face cutting look at them they already look like you oh i thought that was like a coincidence they it was coincidence listen great men throughout history have used doubles men who needed to stay alive for the greater good of a people much like yourselves men like winston churchill uh, Joseph Stalin? Awesome! I'm Stalin, I call. Hey Nixon! I want to be a Bill Cosby! Now, as Schopenhauer said, all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. And third, it is accepted as being self-evident. Black metal is wrapped in dark, scary imagery, loud, screaming music, and controversial lyrics. Hip-hop was initially wrapped in controversial lyrics, aggressive delivery, and imagery that scared the average American. Both have a similar purpose that is very positive. Both seek to find happiness through a reality that frustrates them. With hip-hop, it is the abject poverty, lack of opportunity, and unfair treatment that a lot of African-Americans faced at the time and still face today. And in black metal's case, it seems like a more spiritual redemption as opposed to a more economic redemption that maybe hip-hop chases. Make of that what you will on a personal level, but that seems to me the general crux of where this itch comes from of course if you take an idea on its face value that it's presenting with you that can be you know problematic because obviously if you take the net neutrality bill for instance in this case which is a very 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 bad bill for the average american it's been marketed as this you know good oh freedom of the internet act you know really it's about lining the pockets of the the corporation or if you look at invasion of hong kong via japan japan marketed it and pr'd it to the hong kong people as helping the economy not to draw those two comparisons to blackmail necessarily but when you take an idea on face value of its own description of itself that can be dangerous so i'm not saying that Gaal is a virtuous uh, person he's definitely in my opinion extremely flawed in a lot of his ideas but it seems like the initial spark of his frustration is something i can extremely empathize with now as to say i ain't gonna go burn no churches or but that doesn't mean that the average uh, black metal listener wants to go burn a church either they might just like corpse paint and loud music you know it's as simple as that because really in essence both black metal and hip-hop are trying to let go of the shackles of society and just be able to be yourself which drives back to schopenhauer and his and nietzsche's relationship to metal to quote The exchange between Schopenhauer and Nietzsche is, in its sum, the totality of the black metal experience. With Schopenhauer, you have an absurd worldview and a few chances to escape or transcend it. With Nietzsche, you have the anger and struggle to overcome this absurdity. The core concepts of black metal, those of triumph, catharsis and power, are prevalent with Nietzschean notes. This is perhaps the reason black metal works. It provides a semblance of strength and progress black metal is a coping mechanism for the world a world most followers of the genre would agree that is fraught with privation anguish and frustration end quote okay okay so now that we've laid out the groundwork for what i believe could be some of the blueprints for this genre and some of its I- underlying ideals i will delve into its musical history uh, on next week's episode uh, this subject's bigger than most and it actually covers sweden and norway almost a bit of a change of form from usual uh, thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week take care of yourselves and uh in the meantime uh, you can see all the links below to all the doc the documentary any of my reading sources all that stuff will be attached and go listen to some black metal in this week and then come back and you might already know a thing or two i'm going to tell you about